Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. I can't, I can't, can't see out there, Chris. It's just too much of a blizzard. Yeah, just... I was going to say the same thing. I think winter is here now. Yes, winter is no longer coming. Winter is, is arrived. And apparently somewhat early, because isn't it like November 22nd or something that winter actually is like, it's winter, you know? like. Oh, yes. Yeah. In terms of the actual calendar. Yeah. 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 It does feel early for snow for this region. I mean, I don't feel like we typically see it until the end of November, early December. Yeah, there's been a lot of like, oh, is it going to be a white Christmas? I don't think so, because we haven't had a single snowfall yet. And now it's like, bam, early November. Enjoy yeah. it. How, how much have you guys gotten down there? Uh, I couldn't tell you centimeters. All finger I know, lengths. How many finger lengths do you have? <laughs> I could tell you that <laughs> my neighbor has, has run over the snowblower over twice now he's used a snowblower twice so mm. it's enough that you need to snowblower it twice right okay all right all right i think yeah. we got like three inches up here up yeah. on the mountain so it's uh it's enough it's it's not like a tremendous blizzard or anything but it's definitely enough i've heard toronto has gotten a ton right now oh well that's not good for toronto but <laughs> no like 25 30 centimeters so yeah don't need that don't need that that's for sure yeah, I, I don't know about you. I, I had to do a little bit of shoveling, not too much. My neighbor, uh, he was pretty good about using his snowblower on my walkway, but he doesn't go the whole way up my walkway. And I don't know if you remember this. A couple couple episodes ago, I was telling you about how I have that that tube that I've installed to hope that I don't have that ice rink in the side walkway anymore. Right. I bought a white tube because it matched the pipe. The pipe is white. Mm-hmm. But sometimes my neighbor goes up the walkway with the snowblower. So I'm oh, wondering no. how long it'll take before he goes up the walkway and takes out the pipe with the snowblower. <laughs> well, you'll have to report back to us in no time. Man. Yeah, I hope it's it's like he hasn't done it so far. Normally, he doesn't go up that far. But there's a different neighbor who's got a smaller snowblower who might make it up there. So how far does he actually go up your walkway? Because, I mean, for the other people out there, your walkway is like six feet long. It seems weird to not just do the whole thing. Well, he does the front walk like the to the front door. He does the entire that walk. Oh, okay. But up the side, going up to the back. Oh, yeah. up the back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. He only goes up to about as far as the fence goes, and then right. he stops. Okay, well, that seems very fair. I was going to say, I mean, if he's only going like three feet up the six-foot walkway, I mean... Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He does the full front walkway in front of the house. So that's good. Which that's is appreciated. Good. Yeah, I love my snowblower. So I will do my driveway and the neighbor's driveway. And if my dad hasn't woken up yet, I'll walk down the street and do his too. I'm I'm addicted to it, Mike. Oh, nice. Yeah, just that power and, <laughs> and the lack of effort required in order right, to, right. to clean the driveway. Do you just like how it sounds? Do you like the solitude? Can you listen to a podcast and, and just be I left totally alone with could. your thoughts for 20 minutes? I love doing it. I, I don't know. I must be... I don't know if I'm weird, but I really enjoy cutting the grass, and I really enjoy blowing snow. So I, I don't know if it is because you can just pop on some headphones or there's something oddly like peaceful about it. I'm not too sure. That could do it. I mean, maybe you're just a weirdo. I don't know. I, I 
I don't have a snowblower because I don't have a large enough walkway to require one. Right. Maybe maybe I would feel differently had I had my own snowblower or a bigger walkway. I well, don't you know. can always come over and try borrowing mine for a little bit. You mean I'll let you do half the driveway. Oh, okay. So you mean you want me to come and do free work for you? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. it's not free work, Mike. It's experience. Oh, I see. It's something that you sorely need, I think, when it comes uh, to snowblowing. I get you. I get you. I see. You know, when I lived <laughs> with my parents, my dad would never let me use the snowblower. He thought that I would chop my hands off or something. <laughs> How old were you when he was worried about this? I don't know. He just like wouldn't <laughs> let me use it. And then I just never was like, fine. I, this I became his thing. Okay. Yeah, well, he's like, I don't, he's like, you can't have it. I'm like, fine, I don't want it then. And then just never used it. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, yeah. Ben is already showing interest in cutting the grass, and I imagine when he sees the snowblower do its work, he'll be interested in that too. My dad and I were uh, were scooping up all the leaves, and we like to just run over with the lawnmower. And he wanted to be right in there pushing the mower and everything like that, which I was a little bit leery about, since you know. Lawnmowers can also cut off hands and feet, especially of course, on of course. dumb kids, right? Yeah, no, you don't want that. Definitely not. Well, and he has all his his arms and legs. Then yes, he survived. We were very careful. We, you know, stay away until the blade stops spinning. Then right. you can go and like push on the handle and do what you need to do. Well, that's good. That's yeah. an important thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you have a you know a limbless child, it's yes, I would, I would call not, that a I failure? would not like to permanently scar him. That's I think that's my goal. Yeah. I'm going to lay that out there. Yeah. So some dad advice for you. Don't permanently scar your kid by chopping off his hands and feet. <laughs> and you know what? You know what, Mike? I think if you were to ask Ben if he'd like to keep his hands and feet, he would probably nod yes at you because he has now started doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of cool. So if you uh, you know ask him if he wants a snack, he kind of thinks about it, and then he nods, yes, he would like the snack, and then mm-hmm. heads off to the kitchen. And it certainly, you know, kind of like the, the reaching and grabbing and pointing thing that we talked about a couple episodes back, it's, it's just another level of clarity mm-hmm. that just makes your life so much easier. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's doing that, and he's, he's kind of got no, like the shake your head thing, but it's, the yes is definitely nailed down. That's good. Mm-hmm. And anything else that he's been up to lately or learning or I'm sure some other things that I have not written down, but uh oh, good. no. He's been he's been good. He enjoyed his first week of daycare. I don't think we talked about that. Yeah, he hadn't experienced it yet. So the first full week he he did quite well. He slept like an absolute rock on oh, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know, five days in a row of uh of a single nap day, I think caught up to him by the Friday. And he slept at like seven to seven and did a three hour nap in the afternoon and yeah, it was good. Can't complain but he about was that. He's a happy guy today, so I think That's he's good. I think he's taking to it well. Excellent. How was uh, how's William Oh I guess William hasn't been doing daycare. He did daddy daycare, didn't he? He did daddy daycare, yes. Yeah. That was a very interesting experience. We sort of talked about this last week, is that Laura went back to work today and mm-hmm. his schedule well, how, how was that experience? Let's what? talk about that experience. Okay, you know what? It's funny because because we were just talking about the blizzard happening, and Laura was telling me she's like, "Well, you know what? I thought I was gonna feel terrible, like I was gonna be so upset." And the funny thing was is that the blizzard just kind of took my mind off of it entirely. Basically, oh, okay. she was she was more worried about the blizzard 
then she was worried about like, oh, am I going to not see my son or whatever, whatever. So she's like, are other people driving like idiots? Not thinking about William. How am I going to get, what should, when should I leave work if the office closes down? That kind of thing. Right. She, okay. she was so focused on that. She didn't have time to think about anything else that was going on. She, she started work at eight today. So she left the house at about 730, a little before that. And I got a snap from her. That was something along the lines of, well, I made it to 945 without crying. And that's when the flowers that William sent her arrived. Oh, nice. Yes. Someone messaged me and said something to the effect of, wow, William was really going straight for the heartstrings, huh? Because of the, the message was readable in the photo. And I didn't think it was that bad. But apparently what William wrote to some people was a little... A little heartstring to me. Uh, <laughs> a little emotional, eh? From, from what I understood, William was going for, for, for reassuring <laughs> with, <laughs> with his, uh, you know, hey, mommy, I'm going to be okay while, while you're at work. Here's a yeah. teddy bear. Think of me. And instead, it came off as, uh, you know, I'm going to tear out your heart and throw it in this blender because it's, oh, man. it's so sweet and sugary. And I think she said the rest of the day was okay. She had a lot of people, you know, asking her th- questions about how things were and and she was just kind of focused on doing her job and it was funny cuz she told me like a long time she's like I don't f- I feel like I'm not going to remember how to do a lot of things and it's going to be like training day and everything and then she, she by the end of the day she's like yeah I was just doing everything. My job didn't change that much that I couldn't just keep doing it when I got back. So Yeah, sort of settle in by early afternoon sort of deal. Basically. So she she's right back into it. So so oh, that, man, that's yeah. good. And then, so you were babysitting, or not babysitting, sorry. Sorry, I make that mistake all the time. Yes. Parenting I today? was parenting. I was parenting Parenting today. slash daycaring, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because, uh, again, I, I'm, I've mentioned this last week, and I, I was still working. I, I was basically working from home. And I mentioned to my boss, I was like, I feel like you're going to find out real quick whether I'm using vacation days for the rest of the week. And I think that today... It might have been because we're recording this on Veterans Day in the United States, Remembrance Day in Canada. I can't recall if Veterans Day is an American actual day off holiday, but it was... I, I don't think it is. Well, I, I deal with a lot of, of U.S. customers, and it was dead. It was very dead today. So I was able to get quite a lot of work done as well as watch William. And I think a part of that was because of how dead it was. So I, I think that really helped. We'll see tomorrow, if tomorrow is a regular day, if if I'm going to be having some issues. Tomorrow is also going to be an interesting day because Laura works, her schedules changes on certain days. So tomorrow she's actually working noon to eight. So she'll actually be gone after he's up, almost around lunchtime. And back after he's gone to sleep. So she'll miss him from like noon till she won't see him again until the next morning. Right. Do so, you think it's going to be a big difference? Because I'm thinking from a work perspective, it actually probably works out quite well because then you can do as much work as possible, sort of, you know, eight to 11. Yeah. And then sort of settle in with the half work, half watching situation. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'm hoping it goes tomorrow. And then Wednesday, actually, Laura's off. So that works out really well because then she can just take him for the day. And if, for example, my Tuesday was way too busy, I got the day to catch up. 
and then just kind of keep on top of things. And then Thursday and Friday, it's I'm on my own. So it'll be, you know, that Thursday and Friday will be the real test. And if that's the case, that's only two days I have to worry about it. And then starting next week, I'm back to work. And my dad is actually going to be watching William a couple days a week. Oh, nice. Are you dropping him off at your parents' house then? We're still trying to figure that out. Like what we're trying to figure out what works best for them on whether or not they're coming here. Because it would make, I mean, for us, it would be easier if they came here. Because then as soon as one of us gets home we could just take over but the perfect example is what we were just talking about tuesday laura works from 11 till or sorry noon till midnight so she'll be gone at or midnight holy noon shit till eight. noon till eight mike my noon god till eight. man noon till eight. i can't tell time there's a lot of different times and she leaves at different times anyway if i'm at work from eight to four like my usual bit and then i come home if she dropped William off at 11 at my parents' house, that means I have to go all the way up to my parents' house at 5 o'clock and then bring him all the way back. So I don't know if that's you know a bigger issue. In well, the how would you bring him back? Would you get them to give you a ride or would you take the bus back? I'd take the bus back. Like I, oh, I would yeah, bus up there. Yeah, I would bus up there and then bus him back, which, I mean, either way, it's it's going to be a bit of a pain. But, I mean... Is it going to be worse if I do it? It'll be probably less of a hassle if I do it earlier than later. I don't know. It'll be weird. We'll, we'll figure it out still. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Definitely report back next week. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, I'll have only oh, have done it for one day. Yeah, two so. weeks. Two, yeah, weeks. two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah. But yeah, because Wednesdays, Laura's off. So she'll be watching him. So we won't need to do anything with him on that day. And then Fridays, I'll be home. So I'll. it'll be like... You know, like like it'll be this week all over again every Friday until the daycare situation begins. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday are going to be the only days that we have to work around my parent schedule, kind of a thing. Has the daycare given you an idea of when William can kind of settle in, or is it really like quite literally like a wait and see sort of deal? Oh no, we have a day. Like they told us. Oh, you us, do. Oh, okay. Yeah, they told us the day. They told us that we could actually get in there before that. So the day is is January second. I almost said July second, and that's that's a bigger issue if it was July second. But no, January second. And they did tell us depending on how like you know people's Christmas holidays go, they might be able to get him in a little earlier. We only have to do this for about a month or so. And then I think on January 2nd, he's only there for an hour or something like that. Like he only goes for a portion of the day. And then the next day he's there for half a day. And then the next day he's there for the whole day. Oh, it's like sort of like a ramp up kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, okay, all right. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it all depend on on whether somebody drops out or moves up because ours is one that has like a whole bunch of different classes. So if somebody in the room that William's in is suddenly like, oh, he's ready to move up to the next level already, then William can start off a little earlier. So Right. Do you have like a gut feeling as to how William will take like handle daycare? Will he be the kid who like walks to the door and immediately runs to the toys or will he you know, cry for mom and dad at the door. Like, what is, what's your gut tell you? My gut says he'll be the kid that runs for the toys. Yeah, he'll be going yeah, right he'll in. He'll be 100% the kid who runs for the toys. Yeah. And the reasons that I can come to think of that, the reason I think of that is when we go to my parents' house, he's all about the toys there. 
Right. He's not about like, hey, it's grandma and grandpa. He's like, toys. You know, you know, because <laughs> because my my nephews are at my my parents all the time, so there are toys everywhere. Yeah, they grandma. got the good stuff there. Exactly. So he's as soon as he gets there, it's like, oh, whoa, this is that Winnie the Pooh toy that I don't have access to at home. I'm going straight for that. You know that. Right. Kind of okay. So I feel like that's that's what he's going to be doing, and also. He seems to not be incredibly sentimental because that was a thing that came up with Laura going to work today. She's like, I feel bad like I'm, that I'm going to be leaving. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the bright side. I've told you before, the best part of my day is when I come home and he's so happy to see me because I've been gone all day. And she's like, yeah, OK, yeah, you're right. I can't wait to see that. And she comes home tonight and we're sitting there eating dinner. And I knew she was coming because she messaged me because of the weather. She messaged me like the where are you now thing. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like the so pin I, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I was tracking her along. So I saw that she was home. So when I realized she was home, I pulled out my phone to, to videotape him smiling at her so that I could just send that to her and be like, watch this. Whenever you're upset, you can just watch this video of him being super happy to see you. And he couldn't have cared less. <laughs> Poor Laura. <laughs> yeah. He, he just kept eating. Oh, uh, oh, mid dinner. Okay. That's a little different. But that's or do you thing. show up mid dinner? I show up mid dinner sometimes oh, okay. because it just so happens. Like my bus gets me home between five and five fifteen. And that's usually like I'm hungry time. So if he can't make it, like if he can't wait, then Laura starts feeding him before I get home. And there are times when she's feeding him and I'll walk in and he'll stop what he's doing and be super excited to see me. And that's not what happened tonight with Laura. So, <laughs> yeah, she just has to work on her entrance game. I think that's really what it is, right? I think it's more along the lines of she hasn't been gone long enough for him to miss her. Yeah, that's true. It's just like it's a one time thing. And yeah, he's gonna like, realize it. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to figure out like that she's gonna start disappearing, and then because I disappear all the time for lengths of time because I go to work all the time. So he's, but Laura, Laura's convinced that he just likes me more, and I'm like, no, that's not it. That's definitely not it. I hope that's not it. <laughs> but <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Gonna be a big change for everybody, right? Yeah. She's like, how do you do it every day? And I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of I just kind of do it at this point. And we'll see how long it takes for her to kind of feel the same way. And it's interesting. Like, we're still talking about like she's telling she's talking to me about January and, and the plan for what to do for days when he's at daycare. And I'm like, yeah. And then we'll have to compare with my parents schedule. And she's like. What are you talking about? And I'm like. Oh shit! I'm thinking about November and, and December when my parents are going to be helping, not January like we're talking about. She's like, yeah, and I'm like, well, what about Tuesdays? Like, Dad can pick him up on Tuesdays. She's like, no, we're not talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're talking about when he's actually at daycare. And I'm like, oh, geez, my brain is just broken right now. Yes, but yes. It's going to be uh, some getting used to time, and and other than that, I mean, William's been soldiering along. Nothing crazy new with him. I will say that I told you that a few weeks ago we got photos taken. We went out with our, our wedding photographer and we did yes. fancy photos. We got some of those back and one of them actually revealed to me for the first time that William has one of my facial features and I never noticed that he had it until I was looking at these photos. Was it the beard? 
Yeah, he's got a beard. Just nice, a big red ginger beard. <laughs> yeah, it just showed up. It's hard to believe, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's something that it's not incredibly noticeable because I wear glasses, but one of my eyelids is a little droopy. Oh, okay. And and you don't really notice it because it's, you know, usually my glasses rims are covering it. But I notice in the photos that William actually has a one little droopy eyelid as well. And I'm like, oh, wait. Did he get that for me? Kind of a thing. Right. So yeah, so I I've passed along my droopy eyelid. Like it's not like, <laughs> you know, ridiculous, but it's, it's I, I have personally never noticed. So Again, it's, yeah, it's, it can't it's, be that big. Yeah. It's it's mostly covered up by my glasses rims, so you would never really notice that they were there. But if you look in the photos, there's a photo, I'm sure you saw them, they were on Facebook, but there's a photo of us, the three of us in front of a barn and William's clapping. And if you look, he's got a, his right eye is it's the eyelid is slightly drooped and, and mine, it's funny. Cause it's the opposite for me. My left eye is the droopy eye. Oh. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's some kind of weird David Bowie shit where it's like, you know, instead <laughs> of the, instead of the two eyes, different colors, he's got the different eye. That's droopy. yeah. Or it's literally like looking into a mirror, right? It's that direct yes. reflection kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly it. <laughs> So yeah, so Laura, it's so funny because like I made fun of Laura because she was always like, he doesn't have my feet. Remember that? I don't know if you remember that. I think I do recall this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Laura has like her family has very specific feet and uh, and she was upset that he did not have her feet. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Like, why do you <laughs> care about that? And now I'm all like, he's got my droopy eye. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest. <laughs> that's that's so else. funny. Yeah, I personally couldn't care less if Ben looked too much like me or or not enough. Like I, I don't know, it's he looks like us somehow, right? So yeah, I see it. I see. Yeah. Sometimes I see more of Tiff, and sometimes I see more of you. Yeah, it just depends, right? Yeah, it depends on the facial expression. If it's like a cowl, it's probably me. You said like a cowl, oh, like a scowl. Sorry, oh, okay, a scowl. Yeah. Like I was like, if he puts on a mask, does he become Batman? And then <laughs> a it's cowl, like... a cow owl. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah but. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's uh, what's been going on with both of our kids. And, I mean, last week we did a big blowout on Extra Life where we chatted about how that you can still donate, which you can still donate, by the way. And mm-hmm. I actually, I was wrong. I said December 1st. It's actually December 31st. You can donate all the way to the end of the year, and it still counts. That's perfect. Did we yeah. ever, uh, did we, have we gotten any additional donations since the last podcast? You know what? I haven't noticed. Oh, have we included our t-shirt sales? Because I know we sold a couple t-shirts, so. Not yet. Oh, okay. So it'll, it'll crank up another couple it bucks. Will, it will crank up a couple other, other bucks as well. And I still need to thank everybody. Crap. Time flies. <laughs> Time That's right. Flies. Guess what you're doing right after this yeah, recording. Yeah, this is over, everybody's going to get a, a notification. But yes, we were busy doing that. So last week's episode was basically us just talking about Extra Life. We did have other things going on in the world that we were planning on talking about, but we just ended up pushing it to this episode. So you have some of that stuff. Why don't you, why don't you fill people in on some of the nerdy things going on in the world that are of interest? Sure. Well, we had talked, I think, two episodes ago about all the streaming stuff, right? The Twitch versus Mixer thing. And it turns out, Mike, it's actually a lot deeper than that. Um, How how deep does the rabbit hole go? So there's actually four major players in this whole streaming game. Wait, what? Yeah, there's Twitch, there's Mixer, and then there's also YouTube and Facebook Gaming. 
when would the, you believe when it When the hell did Facebook gaming become a thing? That's I had no idea either. But if you look at the percentages, so Twitch owns about 72% of the market, so yeah. 15 million people a day. Mixer owns only 3% of the market, and they say it's roughly a million people a day come to the site. Facebook is 5%, and YouTube actually makes up 20%. And the reason this kind of came to my attention is we've talked about, you know, Shroud and and Ninja moving over to Mixer, respectively. Mm -hmm. Well, another huge streamer, Courage JD, I don't know if that name rings a bell to you at all, he made the jump to YouTube gaming, which kind of caught everybody by surprise. But a lot of the industry insiders are saying this really shouldn't be a shock to anybody because YouTube is starting to make a huge play at the whole streaming side of things. They already make up 20% of the streaming market. And the thing they have going for them is that YouTube obviously is synonymous with videos on the internet. And so by virtue of that, they get 200 million unique users a day, which absolutely eclipses all the other people out there. It, I mean, it makes sense. I've heard that YouTube is not one that gets a lot of traction. Like, actually, if I, I'm fairly certain when I was setting up OBS to broadcast for ours, it gave us the option of Twitch or YouTube. Mixer yeah. wasn't even an option. And neither was Facebook gaming, that's for sure. But it makes sense because a lot of people actually take their Twitch broadcasts and save them and then put them on YouTube anyway. Which well, and that's, and that's exactly, that's YouTube's play is what they're saying, right? Is why do Twitch and then take the effort of, you know, copying all the data down and editing it and then uploading it to YouTube when we can just sort of streamline that entire operation. And you know, so for all the stuff that they're showing, it does make a lot of sense. And a lot of people are predicting that YouTube will be the king of this industry in no time. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, everybody says that Mixer is the easiest to get into because you mentioned OBS, right? Yeah. Which is the software that we use to sort of encode your screen and share the games and everything on the internet. Well, the reason that Mixer doesn't use it is because you just use Windows 10 to stream directly to Mixer. You don't need any special software. It's built directly into Windows. Oh, you know what? It's so funny that you mentioned that because all of a sudden... Like the program that I use to record the show is yeah. Adobe Audition, uh-huh. and for some, I use an older version of Adobe Audition. I don't use the most up to date version because I don't I don't fall for that subscription Adobe crap. But I did notice all of a sudden, like there's some weird glitch with it with using this older edition, where it like will notify me every time I turn it on that it's like you need to be an administrator to run this, and I'm like, okay, fine, I am an administrator, run it. Well, all of a sudden, after a most recent update, every time I turn on Adobe Audition, it pops up this notification that's like, to begin streaming your game, press this. Yes, Windows key and G to open up the Windows gaming bar. Yes, and I'm like, why do you think that my, my recording software is a game? But yeah, all of a sudden... It that popped up, that notification started to pop up every time I use it. That's interesting. So yeah, yeah. That- so so and that's what they're saying is that if you want to start doing it, Mixer is actually the, the easiest because it's built right in. You don't need to understand OBS. Not that it was particularly complicated, but I could see how people would be confused by the whole situation, right? Yeah. Anyway, but kind of going back to the people jumping off the off the Twitch ship. There is a, I guess, a talent agency. I guess we'll call it that, even though it's, you know, online streaming. It's called Loaded. But basically, they represent, you know, a huge majority of sort of the top 25, top 50 streamers in the world. 
And it's coming time to sort of renegotiate contracts and everything. So there's sounding like a lot of people are going to be bailing off of Twitch. So it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what 2020 has to do um, with this kind of stuff. I know Twitch itself is sort of fighting back to a certain extent. They're offering their own exclusive contracts, that kind of thing, as well as sort of reaching out in sort of like a sympathetic way and saying, you know, we do our best to support the streamers and support this and support that. So they obviously, you know, get the sense that they're taking on some water here and doing their best to sort of bail out. But certainly streaming is not going anywhere because if we're talking about esports for a minute, League of Legends, are you familiar with that game or you've at least heard about it? I know of it. Right. Other than other than that, like it I know that League of Legends is like I know it's a MOBA. Yes. And I it, it, I, it is pretty much the MOBA. Yeah. If we're, if we're going to be, you know, realistic about it. Anyway, they have a League of Legends league, and they actually set a streaming record where in a regular league game, they had 4 million concurrent viewers watching across Twitch and YouTube between the two of them. So if you think about it, like a uh, a hockey game pulls in maybe 400, 500,000 people per game. You know, football is a little bit higher, but it's not that much higher. So these numbers are absolutely crushing. That's like Super Bowl numbers. Well, it's not quite Super Bowl numbers, but it's definitely like playoff sports numbers for sure. Like these are numbers that TSN would look at and get giddy about, you know, and they would definitely make like their top 10 most viewed, you know, spectator sports, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see that, you know, it's just it continues to grow and, you know, I, I'm curious to see where it goes. One stat, ironically enough, that I came across going back to the Twitch numbers, though, was what percentage of Twitch, Mike, would you say is is dedicated to esports and gaming? I feel like you're going to turn around and tell me that like 60% is dedicated to people eating sandwiches and stuff. Pretty good. Pretty close guess. But it's actually only 25% of all Twitch streams are related to esports in any such way. Oh, And wow. actually, one of the biggest sections of Twitch is the just chatting slash IRL of section. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is quite literally like what you and I are doing right now is just a guy talking to a webcam or like, you know, a podcast or, or streaming television show that somebody has created. So... You know, it's. I wonder if they're going to start embracing that side of things. It's interesting to see what people are doing in that space. Like, I know a guy. I'll just tell you who he is. I don't know him personally. I just know yeah. of. I know of him. I'll say his name's Gary Witta, and Gary Witta is the screenwriter for Rogue One. Okay, and he's written like a few movies and and miniseries and comic books stuff like that. And he's an IRL streamer. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that he does is like he'll put on one of his movies like he won't show it on the camera because that's a big copyright no no. But he'll be like, OK, everybody, I'm going to play the movie that I wrote and then you can all watch along with me kind of a right. thing like grab your copies and and press play when I press play. And then the entire time people ask him questions about the movie and he'll tell or he'll be like, hey, this part of the movie, this is a thing that I did. You know, like I put this in because like that guy is named after my high school bully and I wanted to see him get beat up like something, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Right, right. So and sometimes he plays games, too, because he actually Gary Witta used to be uh, a writer at PC Gamer magazine. I think he was editor in chief at one point. I was going to say the name sounded extremely familiar. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like so, from, from the PC gaming side. Yeah. So he plays games as well. So sometimes he plays games and sometimes he watches one of his movies and, and talks about his movies or sometimes he just sits around and talks to people. Yeah. But it's, it's a fascinating way to communicate with your fan base and with viewers that regular television just simply can't provide. It's true. Right? Like, I mean, it's not going to happen on CBS, you know? So I, I wonder if that side's growing. Kind of ironically enough, I know because Twitch is owned by Amazon, I think you made that very clear a couple episodes back, the sort of watch-along thing is becoming quite popular. And because Amazon owns the rights to certain movies, like through Amazon Prime, you mm-hmm. can actually stream a, a list of movies and watch it along with people. So it's not just you watching the movie. It's literally, here's the movie, and you are in a small little box kind of throwing your comments and stuff in there. Yeah. And it's it's not just a short movie. Like, it's not just a short list. It's a substantial list. You know, like 50 to 100 movies that you're allowed to do that with. Really? So they're like Mystery Science 3000 it. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And then they've got, like, they've signed a deal with the NFL. So they're doing the same thing with football games, too. They'll have, like, a streaming party where they have some of their favorite streamers, you know, come on and they'll commentate the games and watch the games along with you. It's it's fascinating. I, I'm curious to see if that side grows or if it's just sort of like a uniquely interesting thing that you'll watch once and then get bored of. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's something that would be like, man... That was neat that one time, you know, like, like yeah, I, I still am like at the point, which is funny because I did it and I thought it was fun, but I still don't see the other side of it. Like having recently streamed, been the streamer and playing the game and talking to people, that to me was very fun. But the other way around where you're watching someone play that I don't get still. Do you ever watch streamers, really, no, like when they play really. games? Like I watch a couple, like I have a few friends that stream and if I see that they're on and I'm in a position to watch them, I will. But for the most part, I, I won't like actively be like, you know, oh, it's time to watch the stream or whatever. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people who actually it is like appointment viewing, you know, like, oh, so and so streams at this time and I'm going to go watch them. But yeah. I, I just I'm not going to be like. I wonder who's streaming Resident Evil 2 and then go searching for someone to watch Resident Evil 2 or something. You know, like I just like I I want to go play Resident Evil 2. Like that's if I care about Resident Evil 2, I want to go play it myself. Well, and I think the big difference is is that people don't necessarily Sorry, let me take a step back. Assuming it's not like a newly released game that everybody's just excited to see how it looks and how it feels. I think for the most part you're not just popping on and saying, "Let me look at Assassin's Creed." And I just I just want to watch any random guy play it. I think you're tuning in for the personality, right? It's almost like a stand-up comedian in a sense. Like, I I think that's why you're watching it. It's, yeah, they're great. Like, if you look at, like, Ninja, yeah, he's really good at Fortnite, but he's actually quite a funny guy to watch. So I think that's, that's the value there. It's not that he, you know gets a million kills during the games or eliminations during the games it's it's that he's entertaining right right but i mean i, was, I mean a ninja's an exception because obviously he's the most famous twitch streamer. sure well, sure well, yeah he's the most famous streamer in the world so everybody talks about him but i mean like 
if okay, a perfect example is a, a YouTuber I know. His name is is Dunky. I don't know if you know video game Dunky. Yes, I find him hilarious. He's yeah. hilarious, but he streams. And I mean, unless you knew him from like his, how would you just stumble upon him? You know that kind of a thing. Like, there's a podcast I listen to where one of the guys on the podcast does his own channel. The only reason I know he has that channel is because I listen to the podcast. I wouldn't be actively searching for him to be doing it kind of a thing you know i, I don't know right. like if if you say oh are you watching you know billy bob thornton who's the greatest streamer in the world he's so funny how would i know kind of a thing like i know i said like a celebrity's name but i, I was just trying to come up with this no but but it's almost like anything though like why would you you know a new tv show comes on the air why do you tune in and watch it? Nobody knows anything about it. You don't know anything about it. Why would you watch something you've never seen before? I To me, it's kind of the same thing. Obviously, it's not quite the same since there's only like a, a very finite number of TV shows on the air. But right. I think the same sort of logic applies, right? Is, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, technically, like, like look at Reddit. Right. Yeah. Somebody has to go and be sorting by all the new stuff, even though 90 percent of it is garbage because some people like to do it. And then once sort of that garbage rises from the rest that everybody else sort of piles on board. And I've got to imagine it's kind of the same thing. Right. You got a handful of people who like to seek out, you know, the new guys. And once they kind of gain a little, little bit of momentum, then you know, viewers like maybe yourself or like me will hop on board because I'm certainly not going to watch a guy with two views. Although we say this since part-time nerds only had like three or four, but, but I mean, you know, I, I want to watch the guy with a hundred or a thousand because it's kind of like a proven commodity, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I still, I, I get maybe, it, but I maybe don't your millennial is showing Mike. Maybe this is a Generation X play. It's not a, you know, maybe we've aged out of this. Maybe. I, I don't know. Or sorry, Do you... Generation Z. I mean, Generation Z. I was going to say, you're going the wrong way for yeah. that one. But, <laughs> I mean, what, do you watch anybody? Like, I can't say. I, I tend to watch more of the YouTube stuff afterwards, like the highlights right. uh, of the streams and that kind of thing. But certainly 10 years ago when I had less babies and less girlfriends and wives. Uh, right. You know, I watched a lot of esports stuff streaming, which is not quite the same situation. But certainly, if there was a guy I thought was pretty good, I would watch him his personal stream later, more right. so to pick up tips and stuff because I played the same game. But I would watch it. Okay, okay. I'm just yeah. curious if there was somebody that you're like, yeah, I'm a big fan of blah blah blah, and I and I watch. Well, I, in this case, you say you watch highlights. I mean, yeah, that's and that just fits more into my lifestyle at this point in time, right? I, I'm not going to have the stream on for four hours a day, you know, hoping to catch the funny bits. It's just like, give me the America's Funniest Home Videos version. Right, <laughs> stream, right. right. Okay, okay. Interesting. Do you follow a lot of people like that? Like, uh, like sort of the highlight stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'd say maybe a half dozen. So I don't know if that necessarily qualifies as a lot. Uh, it's it's more than I am. I, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sure what the average number of people you would actively follow is. I, I don't know if it's you know five. Is it fifty? Is it a hundred? I don't know. A half dozen is more than I, I follow. So, 
And and how did you find those people? You just they showed up in your recommendations, or yeah, that's pretty much it, right? And or I saw on YouTube that you know here's a video that's recommended for you, kind of thing, and I clicked it and watched it. I was like, oh, this guy's pretty funny. I'll tune into the stream, kind of deal, right? Okay. Or you kind of like you were hinting at before, as I watch, you know, maybe a. a, a a group of them play and it's like i really like this one guy i'm gonna follow him later right 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 yeah no it's it's an interesting time where weird weird versions of media like are just taken off and well it's more like it's like direct to you media right you know you have so much you can choose from you can get exactly what you want basically right at any it's point true. in time. I mean, these guys these guys stream for like eight hours a day, which is kind of crazy. And I'm sure that number will start to dwindle off after a while. But For their know, own sanity, I hope. Well, I think so. And I mean, I think they'll probably start realizing like the value of supply and demand. You mm-hmm. know, like you'll probably get higher peak viewers if you're only playing for three hours a day versus 12 hours a day kind of deal. Right, right. But who knows? I'm not a streamer. I don't know, but... Well, hey, I mean, if I ever figure out my tech situation, maybe we'll be streaming more often, you know? That's right. That's right. And then all those streamers we just shit all over for only having a couple of viewers, we're going to be one of those streamers. We're going to be one of those guys. So drop us your your, your thumbs up and your likes (laughs) and subscribes and all that crap. (laughs) I'm going to have to write another script. But I think on that note, I'll go back to the script that I already have. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let any... If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, or reach out to us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. What is there that voice that you're doing, Mike? I don't know. It was it's like, sort of it's like a made for TV, you know, product voice. Yeah, I, I just sort of was like, "All right, I'm going to commit to this." You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it started, and then it's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." He's really going at yeah. it. No. You can follow along with our adventures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the Price is Right guy. Come on down. <laughs> you're the next contestant on Part Time Nerds Full Time Dads. What's your kid's name?